This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello, my name is Rachel Turner, and this is Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. Uh, As usual, uh, grab a drink. Pull up a chair and uh, let's talk for 20 minutes about spiritual life for your kids. And today, how weird Christmas is going to be. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to take a sip of my bedtime drink, uh, which is Pepsi Max Cherry. So probably not too bedtimey now that I think about it. It's a lot of caffeine. So uh, we are going to be talking about how we make Christmas a spiritual moment for our families when everything has sort of been stripped away and we have no idea what we're looking at. Uh, There can be a real sense of unease, particularly, I have to say, for our teenagers who have lived in our family for quite a long time. And some of our teenagers really like tradition and really like in the world of swirly emotions, Christmas is supposed to look the way Christmas is supposed to look. And now the whole thing has been ripped away from under their feet. And it can be quite stressful for us of how do we, how do we keep Christmas in the way that we want to and the way that our kids are used to? How do we deal with this? Whether it's seeing family, whether it's how do we help them engage? I know some families of parents of teenagers, that's the one time you can count on your kids wanting to go or at least exceeding to go to Christmas. And how do we how do we help and cope with that whole situation if we don't have a church to run those services that we can physically get to if we can't be with the family members that we want? How do we cope with this weirdness? How do we prep them for it? So uh, it's good to see you. Uh, there will be time. What I'm going to do is I'll talk, talk a little bit, add some thoughts in, then I'll pray, and then we'll answer any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, ponderings. Please, please be a community and answer each other's questions and feed into each other because none of us have ever done a Christmas in a pandemic before. So we're all figuring it out together. So feel free to add in to each other thoughts and comments and concerns and feel free to type in your questions um, as we go so that we can sort of have them ready when it's time um when i was thinking about sort of what i wanted to 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 bring just to sort of throw into your thinking as you plan this the first thing i just wanted to say was this is such a great opportunity as a parent to teach them a skill that they're going to need for a lifetime because this is not the only time they're gonna have to figure out how they want to do traditions. They are going to, at some point, move out of your home. They will, I promise they will. They're gonna move out of your home and they're gonna go to uni or they're gonna go on mission to China or they're going to go start a job and, or if you're like me, move to a different country and break the heart of your parents. And they are going to go on and they have to figure out what does it look like here? <laughs> because no one else is going to control their traditions anymore. They have to figure out what are their values for Christmas? How are they going to engage with Easter? Who is God in the mix of all of this? And so this is a fantastic opportunity to teach them how to do this, how to start from scratch and say, what does this season look like for me in terms of tradition? Whether it's when they move out or when they start a family, when they get married, um, or when they, you know, when they start, when they have children, what does it look like to say, 
how do we want to engage spiritually in this season? So this is great. Just picture yourself, your future proofing, not proofing, your future proofing your child. So here are my suggestions for you. You can obviously disagree with them because uh, these are my suggestions and their suggestions. Uh, the first thing that I would suggest is that you have a chat with your children, depending on what kind of kids you have. Some kids are like, just tell me what we're doing because I need the security of that. Other kids are like, bring me alongside the journey. But I would suggest that you have a moment to think about together and individually, what are the significant spiritual moments, the spiritual values you have at Christmas? Because so often it just becomes about, our tradition is we do this, 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 we show up at this service, we do this. This is our pattern of it. And actually my question becomes, what is it about this, this, and this that helps you connect with God? What is it about showing up to the midnight service, the midnight carol service the night before Christmas? Why is that your favorite? What happens during that time that helps you feel connected to God in that season? Or why do you always want to go to the big family service in the mornings? What what spiritual stuff does that bring you that we want to not lose this this one? And it, it's having those those deeper conversations. And I think you'll be surprised sometimes by what your kids say. Some of them may say that, you know, they love they love the Christmas, you know, the carols by candle, candlelight because they love feeling small in a really big place and all singing the same stuff. It might be about the sense of togetherness, which to me is very much a part of what church has been made to do and what we're going to experience in heaven. And to say, okay, so it's a, it's about the shoulder-to-shoulderness of not having to talk or do or perform, but to be a small part of a great big thing that's all doing the same thing at the same time. And if that's the thing that you feel like, oh, there is that, then there's stuff to do. You can take that feeling and problem solve for that. What is something that we could do as a family that is the same as lots of other people are doing all around the country or all around the world? What is, what is one thing that we could do at the same time as someone else? Um, we in our family celebrate Rosh Hashanah, which is a Jewish festival. And um, we, there's something so significant about it because in the Bible it sort of says it's supposed to happen on this day and you're supposed to blow the trumpets here. And there's something, there's such a sense of, of our little family in a little kitchen doing the same thing that people have done for a very long time and the same thing that people are doing right now all around because because we all are having the same moment. And I love, it makes me, I've, it makes me feel like such a part of the whole and I, I love it. And there are so many different ways. I've seen churches who have started doing it where everyone's making um, candle holders out of the same material and then lighting it at the same time every night. And so every night they're lighting the candles and then they're all posting pictures to the, the Facebook page of, of all these families at the same time having the same tradition, singing the same song. And that sense of being a part of the whole is wonderful. Uh, or you could do that with your family or whatever it is. Find what is the thing? What are the, the key spiritual moments that your kids are saying is significant to them? And then doing that. I know another family who love doing an outdoor carol singing thing with their church that happens under a tree in the center of their village and they can't do it this year. And so they've decided already they're going to get in the car one night, 
when it's clear sky, they're gonna drive out, they're gonna have hot chocolate, they're gonna sit on their car, they're gonna look at the stars, they're gonna light a few candles, and they're gonna sing every Christmas carol they can think of that has to do with the star and the sky and stuff, and they've problem solved. This is a spiritual moment that we love. It, we can't do the same thing, but we can do something that gives us the same spiritual impact. So have a conversation. What are those spiritual beats that your family loves? and find ways of doing it. And they will have great ideas. And don't worry about criticizing it, just jump on board. Sure, do it. Some of them will be terrible ideas. Do it anyways, because this is this is the experimenting Christmas to try and do stuff. Um, it's also helpful to remember that sensory stuff is okay. It, sometimes what they miss is the feel or the smell or the just the beauty of a candle in the dark. And sometimes we just say, oh, well, that's just Christmas tradition. But actually there is something, we're designed to connect with God in many different ways. And sometimes just sitting in a dark room that's completely black except for four candles and listening to worship music is a spirit, while well, eating Christmas cookies is a spiritual moment because there's something of the stillness that comes. And, and I would just encourage you to not dismiss some of the sensory things they may be saying because they may be finding God in that can, can be really helpful. Um, and to do that together as a team is significant. Uh, the second thing I would suggest is to um, just have a think about if there's anything else you want to add in to the normal Christmas stuff, God is with us. You know, we have all this, you know, God is peace and things. But God may be saying something really significant to you and your family in this season that might be really important to hear. And that as you're walking around, you go, actually, I really want to push into the fact that God is with us in our mess and that our lives look really messy. And that may be the moment where you start saying, this Christmas, I want to share a lot of stories of the mistakes I made in my life and where God was in it. Or this Christmas, I feel like we really want to talk about the joy of God in struggle. And that's what I want to create windows into my life about, about how I how I could still laugh when Grandpa died. Or how, how I still find real joy in this lockdown season, even though I'm desperately missing my parents. Because I'm, I'm getting to be connected to my family and it feels like a gift. And creating windows or framing for your kids or unwinding wrong views of God if they feel like, you know, this is a punishment. You know, however you want to shape it to think, what is God doing? And doing that and re and I just want to remind you it doesn't have to be daily you don't have to do you don't have to do any of these daily things you can have these few spiritual moments as many or as few as you want but but have them in your ordinary every day and if you're a family who loves beautiful wonderfully planned stuff feel free to be you do it in the way it looks like you don't do it like it looks everybody else uh, and the third thing I just wanted to um, to highlight is that there's something about teaching them how to walk grief and disappointment in this season that I think is a significant opportunity because we may be able to see our families and we may not be able to see our families. We may be able to go to Christmas things that we want and we may not. It, it may not look like how we want and teaching our kids how to walk that grief and disappointment can be incredibly helpful for our children to teach them how to express your grief and disappointment to God. That it's not about just saying, oh, well, I'm just gonna swallow it and suck it up and be vaguely resentful of God for not doing what I told him to do. 
but actually telling God how you feel and telling him when you feel lost and telling him when you feel grief and telling him when you feel disappointment, like the Psalms teach us so beautifully. And sometimes to just sit and say, I feel that too. So often we want to encourage our kids out of it, that it can be more helpful sometimes to say, I feel that too. I've just spent ages in the shower telling God about that. Uh, you can tell him anything, you know that, right? Okay, fine. And just checking, you know, to say, I feel that too. That is that is a part of the Christian journey, um, to feel that. The question is, what do you do with that after that? And to model for them how you can then move into moments of thanking God and how that shifts your heart. Or you can talk about, you know, just asking God questions and letting him fill you with what he wants to give you. And just showing them, this is this is tough and this is how to walk it. Because, ugh. If you can give them the gift of not only how to plan traditions, but also how to walk grief and disappointment in a season, amazing! That would be so good. So good. Um, so that was just what I wanted to bring to you, is to, to recreate the spiritual beats rather than the services. Um, ask yourself, sort of, is there anything God wants to add into that and to really go into that with the tools of creating windows and framing and unwinding wrong views of God and not worrying about it having to be daily or relentless, but just let it look like you in this season and walking them through disappointment and grief um, is so significant. So now I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to answer any questions you have, any scenarios we're facing, any worries you have, any fears or doubts, any questions for the community about resources or things. Uh, so we'll look at that. But I just wanted to encourage you. I just want you to be encouraged that this this isn't about trying to summon up everything that could possibly be Christmas, but this is about embracing this wonderful, weird opportunity we have to make Christmas so significant spiritually for our kids and for our future. And you can do it because it will look like you, not like anyone else. So let's pray and then I'll answer any questions we have. God, I thank you that we aren't left alone in these seasons. I thank you that your creativity is beyond anything we could ever imagine. And I thank you that you have plans and purposes in this season, that you want to meet with our kids, that you want to teach us something as a family, that you want to unlock a significant stuff for our future. God, I pray that you would teach us as parents how to have these conversations with our kids and how to ask questions and how to release their creativity, that we may really cherish this Christmas, that we may look back on it and say, that was, that was something. And I really am grateful for that in our lives. God, I pray that you'd lift our eyes out of any panic or fear and place them on you, that we may fully embrace what you will be bringing this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, right. So uh, I'm just looking at the questions. Um, having the deeper conversations then allows opportunities to give them ownership. Can they lead a devotion or plan an activity that means something to them? Fantastic. What you might find is you don't have to run anything because your teens, some of them are vastly creative. And I think there's something we, in Parenting Faith, talk a lot about surfing the waves. And sometimes your kids will like be like, I miss a carol service. I want to do a carol service at home. And you can be like, I'll attend it. And they'll be like, fantastic. And they'll spend ages planning it and doing it and leading it or, or leading a devotion or planning activity. Absolutely. To give them ownership and say, we're figuring this out together. So, you know, to have an idea, take a lead because I'm not sure what it looks like is so good. 
and, and teaches them, again, that sort of ownership of a family. This is about us as a family meeting with God, and any one of us can bring an idea and make it happen. It's so significant for them. So I agree. And if your kid does that, please share it, because we'd love to hear those stories of how great that is. Um, right. I don't think I see anything else. So in that case, I will say adieu. And... I will talk to you next month. I'm so excited to hear about what life um, as with with your family of teenagers is going to be like, because I think it will be it will be significant and valuable. And I just wanted to sort of shove hope into your hearts that this actually could be one of the best Christmases ever. So uh, maybe not in joy and delight and skipping around, but in significance. So uh, sleep well, and uh, I look forward to hearing how it is. <music>